Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. And folks, we got a lot to talk about today. First thing first. First things first, see all the honeys. Alright, look, here's what's happening. We're dealing with an issue in America that we gotta face. And it has divided us politically and socially. And how will it impact you? Well, let me explain. If you're a person that's on our time or any of Christian Mingle, any of those sites that are catering more to people who are a little bit more north of 40. Your biggest demographic as far as the most aging groups are in two states primarily, Maine and Florida. That's where our oldest populations are. Our youngest population, Utah and Texas according to NBC. And here's the thing, and the data is non-biased, so don't even try to liberal slant and all that crap. Here's the interesting thing. The largest increase when it comes to birth are with Latinos, Hispanics. I still don't understand how someone born in Texas can be classified as Hispanic, being they did not grow up or live on the island of Hispanola, which is now Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Never understood that concept. But see, during the 1970s, 73 and, 70, and during that period, what the Republicans wanted to do was increase the white vote. And so what did they do? They came up with this name, Hispanic, for the most part. And they've imposed this on the people. Now, the interesting thing is, I've dated a lot of Latin women, Hispanic women, as they would call them here in the States. And there were a lot of women that were really, they were really offended by that term because it wasn't theirs. It was given to them. Now I'm not here to debate that, the semantics of it or anything like that. I just want to give you a little historical background because before then it wasn't politically essential. You know it's funny, um, some of the women that I've dated they would talk about when they first came in with that term and how they were offended by it because they didn't have a say in it. 
Because see, in America, what we've done, we've made nationalities races. We've conflated nationality with race. This is the reason why Americans are so confused. There are only four races. Australoid, Caucasoid, Negroid, and Mongoloid. By definition. The rest of them are nationalities. But we've been so fixated on race in our country that we've stuck by these things. Out of politics, primarily. Now, what I find interesting is this. The reason why you're seeing the right push so hard for Roe v. Wade to stay overturned is because they have the largest decline in population. They have more older folks than they have younger folks. Now, African Americans, black folks, you're in no better shape. At one point we were at 46 million, now we're down to 40.1 million. That's because it's become more expensive to rear families. And with this new generation of young people that we have, they're not going to be coming out there with these large families. And they're not going to be depending on social programs to help them along. They don't want to struggle. They don't want to suffer. They've already seen it. They're bypassing it. And yeah, I heard a person the other day called Gen Z the stupid generation. No, they're actually the smarter generation. I say that over my generation and every generation behind it, but this one. Because they're informed and they have the technology. In order to look at what's bad, disseminate the information, and fix it. In the past, we had to go and look for it. And people didn't like looking for it. They liked the way things were. Well, this generation has it at their fingertips. So there's going to be a difference. And we must face that. We've had our chance to correct the world. We've had our chance to change the world. And the problem is, those people who want to go back in time, the way America used to be, they can forget it. Not going to happen. You don't have the numbers, and you don't have the support. And people can see through some of the traditions and lies that have been told throughout the centuries. You're damn straight they're trying to fight woke. Because woke means they are aware. Some of us was woke before the term even came around in the 60s. Because we never went to sleep. Yeah, things are going to change whether you like it or not. You'll be dead and gone and shit's going to still change. Nobody gives a fuck about your beliefs. That's the way it goes. But that's where things are trending. And this is what we're facing now. You look at the milestones that have been passed within the last 20 years on many of the things in technology and in medicine. 
compared to where we were prior to that. Many of us had all that fucking time to do what's been done within the last 20 years. And this is what they're looking at. These younger kids said, what the fuck were you guys doing? You had social programs you had to deal with. You had all kinds of maladies and illnesses. We had global warming. We had all this shit. You guys sat around and ignored it. Act like it didn't exist. Wanted the status quo. What's happened now, we've gotten out of the cycle of a generation of complacency. You see, before, they had the numbers in order to repress any progress. They could always do it. You remember after the Vietnam War, what happened? Hippies were looked at as druggies. And they faded away. Because that generation before them still had the numbers. Well, what has happened since then, those kids had children. And those children didn't want their kids to grow up like that old generation. Well, what what would be the impact on us socially? How does this pertain to me? Well, you're going to have fewer people in the military. That's one thing that you're going to definitely have. And the reason for that, they're like, well, why not negotiate? Why not use diplomacy? You're going to see a lot more of that with many of these younger people coming into public office. Instead of things such as, oh, well, you know, uh, that'll lead to war. You know, I was looking at a World War II film the other night. And as I told you, I had the pleasure of going to Tinian Island in the South Pacific when I was in the Marine Corps on the Westpac. Seeing some of the remnants from that war still intact. Looking over at Saipan and seeing the tanks still there on the beach. Rusted out. We had machine guns that were rusted out with ammo still in them. Same kind of machine guns that he used to put in the uh, B-29s. Unexploded shells with the concrete in them. That our demolition people had to blow up. Empty cartridges. Rusted out. And I can tell you one thing, Tinian Island was no joke when it came down to that coral. That coral was razor sharp. And here's what I'm saying. Now, Tinian, they didn't take on the casualties as they did in Saipan. Saipan, a lot more casualties. Okinawa, even more. Not to mention Tarawa. But we have to look at the mindset then. They literally thought that we could bomb people into submission. That was the answer to everything. And then we dropped the atomic bomb in hydrogen. 
And then after we did so, we realized, oh shit. We got them to stop fighting, yeah. The Japanese. But what did that do? Start an arms race. And now we look at it, we can't go to war with Russia, can't go to war with China, can't go to war with North Korea. They have nuclear weapons just like we do. So it puts us in a space where now we know we could destroy each other or at least do considerable damage to populations. But does it have to go there? It doesn't. Eventually, China is going to go into Taiwan, whether we like it or not. It's just a matter of when. President Xi is under a lot of pressure. He's going to have to do something. His party's going to demand it. And we can stick by our ally Taiwan. And as you know, we have a one China policy, at least on paper. And yet the tensions are building. Now, a couple of things that we need to really look at. We went to Vietnam. The French told us before we went in, you might not want to do that. You might want to stick by what you promised those people. What we promised them, what the Americans promised them, was that we we're going to have a period where they could vote on their destiny as a nation. We reneged on that promise. And we were very hawkish then because we took democracy and tried to spread it like a religion. And we thought we could do the same thing in Vietnam that we did in North Korea. The only thing was in North Korea, we didn't expect them to bring over an extra several thousand Chinese troops to help the North Koreans. Vietnam. Chinese helped them there. And this is something we have to understand, folks. We have to look at it from the standpoint we're now at a point where we're going to have to start using diplomacy far more than weaponry. That's it. Plain and simple. We don't have to worry about anybody necessarily invading us. We have two oceans. That saved our asses a lot. That's the reason why we didn't have any bombings in World War II in our factories. GM, Ford, and all the rest of those places were able to manufacture and produce Sherman tanks and all kind of airplanes without any encumbrances. Couldn't do that in Russia. Couldn't do that in Germany for damn sure. Or England, United Kingdom, because you had the threat of bombing. I see the difference is, and here's how we are so insensitive in our country. Our population, outside of what happened in Pearl Harbor, rest the souls of those there, we have never had our civilian population attacked. 
Germany has. Russia has. France has. The United Kingdom has. So we don't have that experience. We don't have that level of understanding that many of them do. Because we've been fortunate. And I think sometimes we forget how fortunate we are not to have gone through that. But sometimes we forget. I remember hearing when I was in the Marine Corps, we have to go fight them over there before they come over here to fight us. The one advantage we have is that the American mainland, first of all, they got to get across the ocean. Now, we have weapons, of course, and they have weapons that can fly and do all kinds of things. What is going to solve in the end? Somebody being conquered? Somebody having an empire? I hate to say it, but our consumption as Americans is going to be our downfall. In many ways. We don't think about it now. You look at how many people are addicted to TikTok as an example. I think it was like 140 million people in our population alone. Easiest way to influence somebody. Manipulate. Because guess what? They will have your attention. Now, as I told you, I looked on Baidu, B-E-I-D-U, on China's uh, system that's like TikTok, and that they have a component that does the same thing. Not one of their videos did I see anybody acting a fool. Not one of those videos that I see anyone crying emoting they were talking about planting crops harvesting they were talking about how difficult it was in the workplace they were talking about things that were not related to some of the things that we're talking about here and you damn sure didn't see any political commercials or anything on there what I'm saying is this. It's not that they're better. It's that what they're not allowing to happen, they're not allowing you to see their weaknesses. And they have weaknesses. When I say weaknesses, I'm talking about dissenters, people that don't agree with what's going on in China. But, they can take our weaknesses that we show every day and use those against us psychologically. 
That's the reason why I don't use TikTok. For those of you who constantly ask me, why don't I go on TikTok? I have a TikTok page up, but trust me, none of it is worth a damn. Because I already know what they are about. Not to say that ByteNance is evil or anything like that, but if you're a Chinese corporation, oh, the Chinese government does have their hand in your pocket. That's the way it goes. Elon Musk went out and bought Twitter. It's his. Donald Trump went and bought Truth Social. It's his. The government doesn't have to come in and say, well, you know, we're going to have you put this on your page or you can only talk about this or do that. No, we could actually openly criticize our government when they mess up, and rightfully so, we should. But the problem is, they have a very wide avenue of manipulation across the population. You don't kill them with bombs, oh no. You kill them with them imploding on themselves. You know, during the, during the Vietnam War, what did the North Koreans do? I mean, the North Vietnamese do. They took a lot of casualties, a hell of a lot of casualties. Way more than, we lost about close to 60,000 people that died. Not to mention the injured. They lost hundreds of thousands. But here's the thing we also have to look at. What did they do that helped them? They're the ones that started the propaganda campaign about baby kill. And what did Americans do right after they heard those terms? They turned on their U.S. soldiers and airmen and sailors and Marines. Looking at them as being the problem. Now that was just simple manipulation. We'll just go and be the victim, publicize it, let them see some of the footage, and this will change the hearts, minds, and attitudes of Americans. And it did. Why do you think they're trying so hard now? They're redoing what happened before. As I told you, history repeats itself in different forms, but it's the same strategy. So now, what does this mean? Unless we get it together, we'll be manipulated once again. See, the country that comes up as the victim is usually the victor. I look at what we did in Iraq and in Afghanistan one man and a few cohorts looked over two countries and what that showed everybody in the world was that 
and we overreact. And it took a SEAL team and intelligence, no matter all of those people we killed, all those bombs we, bombs we dropped, in order to get that result. Smaller is better sometimes. We liberated Iraq from Saddam, and what did we get in, in exchange? A lukewarm ass reception. Because we were trying to live like we were in World War II. We were going to liberate these people, and they were going to come out with flags, and they were going to put lays around our neck and give us flowers and all of this other shit. And we were going to have a parade down their streets. Like the GIs did way back in World War II when they liberated Italy and France and those nations. That's what traditionalism does to you. It makes you think that everything that you did in the past will work again. And it doesn't. Even the Chinese know that. So instead of going on the media with a propaganda campaign as the Vietnamese did, what are they doing? They're letting you show them your weaknesses. See, before they had to create a weakness in you by showing you all this footage, providing it. Instead, what they've done is turned it on its head and said, well, you know, we tried that. Let's try this now. The Chinese are great at reverse engineering. You look at what happened with Best Buy when they built that store over there in Beijing. The shoppers went, looked at the things, got the brochures to sell brochures for different products, and went down to local manufacturers and have them to make knockoffs. It's a whole different mindset. And we all got to figure out a way of getting along. Because no matter where you are in the world, one devastating natural disaster, you may be on your knees, you never know. The very country that's your adversary may be the one that be your salvation, you never know. You know, another thing too that we have to really think about. The number of Americans leaving America has increased. It's not due to the fact that they hate many of the things that are going on here. Some do. I'm no fool. Some do. But a lot of it has to do with the fact that they cannot afford to live here anymore. Home Depot, I believe now is some... No, was it home? Yeah, Home Depot. They're living up to their name. They're now selling tiny houses starting at $48,000 each. You put it together yourself. 
some people will be forced to do that. And these are things we have to think about. The one thing that you're going to realize is that this younger generation will not retire with the wealth that the baby boomers did. The reason being, cost is matching up too much to what they're making on income. We had a serious boom after World War II. The only country that had operating factories where it was totally unencumbered and we had the capacity and the resources to do it and we did it. Rebuilt many countries after the war. So naturally there were good jobs available. Now, companies are trying to cut costs. And so that means that we got to be more flexible in our education. Now it's kind of funny. Harvard only accepted 3.4% of graduates. And the rest of the Ivy League schools is dropped down to 5% and below. The reason being they don't see any value in an education anymore. And also those schools have priced themselves out of the market. And after a while they're going to realize, oh, we ran out of rich people or people who could afford are willing to take that risk. And they're going to have to figure out some other alternative. Guess where else that's going to hit us? Healthcare. Guess where else that's going to hit us besides healthcare? Insurance. Try getting a house insured in Florida or California now. You'll pay out your ass. All state and state farm have left the state of California for right now. As far as writing policies for houses, they're still doing it for, you know, these uh, automobiles and things. And if you're a current person with Allstate or State Farm, you don't have anything to worry about because you're still going to be okay. But I'm talking about new policies. Because they're taking a lot of losses due to the natural disasters there. I remember back, in, back uh, when I was working in IT, down in Florida, when it came down to cell phones, they wouldn't cover you for water damage or damage due to humidity. They were replacing them too much. So in some cases, they didn't even offer insurance. It's a hell of a thing to be in a nice looking place that's inhospitable during certain times of the year. It's frustrating. Now, the reason why I'm bringing all of this stuff up is the bigger picture of things. You younger folks, the people that you're probably going to meet, these girls, they probably don't want to have any children. Or if they do, it's going to be one or two maybe. 
And there's reason for that. Because they still want to have a life. They're not going to sit there and be Susie Homemaker after they have the kid. They want the kid to be grown and gone at some point, and they're going to want to go and start living their lives. You're going to find very few retired moms where they're just sitting at home in an apron, cooking, and waiting for that man to get home so she could hear everything that he went through that day. And a lot of guys don't like that because they want the old traditional thing like the dad had or the grandfather had. And they run into conflict when they run into women with this mindset. And what they decide to do is, hell, I'll just go overseas and find me a traditional girl that does that. And you have some guys that are doing that because they don't want to make that adjustment. They're fixing their ways. Some of you ladies write in about how complicated it is when it comes to dating. Guy thinks he's still in the 1900s. Some of his views. But what we have to understand too is that Some people cannot embrace change at all. They just won't. Because it would defy everything that they thought they knew. They have rigid thinking, not flexible thinking. You ladies that try to change these men, you can't. They'd have to make the change. And they more than likely won't because they don't want to be wrong. It's just like some of you ladies. You get fixed in your attitude, you don't want to be wrong. And you could be wrong as hell, even admit to yourself that you're wrong, but you don't want him to know it. Because it will affect your feelings and your self-perception because you ride on them just that close. And you don't have to, and you shouldn't. The one thing to keep in mind, if anything, you folks have options. You know, it's funny, a friend of mine was telling me how frustrated he was about some of the issues he was having. His girlfriend burned down his house because she thought he was cheating. And while she was locked up, he was going around asking people to donate money to get her an attorney and to get her bail money still loved her. She couldn't control her feelings or her emotions.
got enough money to bail her out. I didn't contribute. And of course, he's not speaking to me anymore. I didn't care. Because I thought it was stupid. I told him he shouldn't have been with her in the first place. What happens after she gets out? She cuts him with a razor. She gets locked up again. All because they had an argument. Folks, it isn't worth it. If you're with someone that you can't get along with, you tried counseling, that didn't work. You tried reconciling it yourself, leave. Leave. Love shouldn't hurt. Love shouldn't feel make you feel bad. You don't have to put up with that shit. You really don't. That's one thing it took me a while to learn. I know you weigh the benefits, the odds, and you start saying, well, it's going to be hard for me to find someone new. I'd have to go and know them. I have to do all of these things. That's because you're emotionally lazy. You care not to. Well, I know that's a bad word, lazy. We hate hearing that in America. Because we've been conditioned to be working and to say we're a hard worker and to say that we do this and do that. It's all bullshit. It benefits them, not you. You just get tired. They get rich. You'll figure it out one day. Working smarter is always better than working harder. That's the reason why I told you, whenever I took a job, I only took a job where I could learn something from it that I could benefit myself with personally. I have an understanding based on it. I don't take a job just to have a fucking job, just to have some money. No, I had to have a purpose for being there. That was my purpose. Yes, productivity was important. Yes. Doing what I needed to do on that job was important. But I had to benefit too, besides the paycheck. I had to benefit emotionally, intellectually. And of course, you were benefiting economically. So there had to be a value in me working there. Not just to say I had a job. But see, you could do this if you structure your life differently where you're not living in a crisis all the time. But if you got mouths to feed, you don't have any time to yourself, a piece has got three or four jobs trying to make one decent salary, kind of hard to do, isn't it? And what do you say? I bust my ass as if nobody else does. Means nothing. You know, I saw one of the uh, political campaigns back in November last year where the guy was saying, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm busting my tail and blah, 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 blah. And he's going, no, no, nobody gave a fuck. They really didn't. You get a room of 50 people and ask them, are you a hard worker? Every one of them would say yes, more than likely. 
access the vanity plate. I never forget what one of the executives told me at a company that I was contracted with. He said, I would never want to have your type of job. He said, because you can go from this place to that place and you don't know who you're dealing with every time. I said, that's true. I said, but here's the thing. I can also terminate the contract if I want to. So I'm not stuck. And he said, yeah. He says, I'll give you that. He said, I'd hate to be one of these employees here because they need the job more than we need them. That resonated with me. And I looked at my coworkers differently because I was a contractor, they were permanent. I made more money than they did as a contractor. Yeah, they had the benefits and the 401k and all of that. I had a 401k with the company I worked for. But I had the mobility they did not have. The flexibility. I could go and take another assignment in another state, another country. They were stuck. They had mortgages. They had kids. And I'm not saying that my life was any better. But I had more mobility. More choice. Something they didn't have. I could smile at work. I could laugh at work. Many of them couldn't. What the hell are you so happy for? I used to get that every once in a while from some of those lifers there. And it was because there was an envy. But I had to structure my life differently. And all of that came from observing other people growing up that was not as fortunate as I was in that sense. So I didn't have to go through that. Because I learned from them by observation, talking to them. What I can tell you though, folks, is this. When you're in a situation where you feel as though you've lost control, you first need to ask yourself, why? The why question. Anything that you're ever confused about, anything you're ever worried about, ask yourself, why do you feel sad? That's the first question you start with. What is the reasoning? A lot of times it's not even logical as to why you're feeling sad. Somebody says something online that you didn't like. That's still their opinion. It has nothing to do with you. That's them. You're just fine. But see, that's where you have to have your emotions 
pull back. And that's when you have to allow yourself to only allow your emotions to be shared with people that you care to share them with, that have been qualified to share them with. A spouse, family member maybe. Somebody you don't know? Mm -mm. No. You don't trespass on my feelings. Now I have compassion and empathy for you as another human being. But if you're going to try to go and make me feel bad, you don't have rights to that territory. You're trespassing. Now, what we also have to remember is that these people that try to make you feel bad, they feel bad about themselves. Therefore, they need to keep it to themselves. You can do more with what you have, with your knowledge of who you are, than anyone else can. And sometimes you need to just go and look at the power you have within. Instead of looking through the prism of others' eyes and feelings about you. Because they may not even warrant your time to even think about them. You know, the way I look at trolls, it's like you're a celebrity and somebody's trying to say something absurd from behind the ropes as you're walking down the red carpet to get your attention. And what happens when that celebrity ignores that person? They shout louder, right? Then after a while they realize, well, I guess Nicole Kidman's not gonna look my way. I guess Johnny Depp's not gonna look my way. You name the person. Because everybody's doing the same thing. So they just can't come out and address you individually just because you yelled louder than the rest. They might give you a look, that'll be about it. But that's the way it has to be. Hi everyone, Johnson with the Hero Manic Truth Las Vegas. Now folks, um, some of you guys are over-interpreting things. Let me give you an example. Carl writes the following out of Downey, California. I'm 19 years old and last night I had sex with this girl that I met on Tinder. I only met her last week and there was no bones about it. She wanted the D and after we had the D, that was it. Just want to know, do you think I have a second chance with her, or do you think I blew it? Alright, she set you up for a week. 
she had already planned to spend about that much time on you. See, one thing about women, they're very, very strategic. She doesn't want a relationship with you. She set you up to give you pussy that soon because she needed it for herself. That orgasm and fuck was all about her. Now, here's the thing you got to realize. See, if she cared about you, cared about a relationship, she'd do like John Legend on Ordinary People. Take it slow, slow. This time we'll take it slow. Damn, I'm cracking and shit. But that's what would happen. It was all about her needs being met. You could have been a fucking light pole. She would have fucked you. But she just wanted to make sure that you weren't somebody that was a serial killer, rapist, or anything like that. Now, here is the thing you have to also realize. A lot of you guys. Women have different strategies when it comes down to post-mortem sex. Let me give you an example. That woman is coming over to your place and she only has an hour or two and she has to be somewhere else and doesn't tell you where she has to be, nine times out of ten, two things happen. She either has a date booked that night or she's cheating on her husband or man and hopefully he won't miss her. Now, there may be a lot of contingencies with this. She could have told him she was going over to her sister's house, dropped the kids over to the sister's house, got in the car, told the kids she was going to the store, goes over to the guy, gets some dick, come back, and act like everything's normal. Now, thing you got to realize is this, fellas. That woman who's doing this, she's going to start showing up at your place more frequently. It's going to start out when she may do it maybe once a month or something like that. If the dick's good to her, she's going to do it until she gets sloppy, until she almost gets caught. Now, the other type of woman, the one that invites you to her place, making you real comfortable, she can already envision you there with her. But here's the thing. As she's comforting you, she's going to also lay down the rules for her place. And see, the thing is, her pussy is supposed to enforce the compliance. And as this man, what do we do? We say, okay. And we go on and do it. Whatever you say, George. Car 54, where are you? Car 54, where are you? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That is what happens. The creepy and the kooky. No, look. In all seriousness, this is what happened. Now, the other thing. That woman who comes over to your place says she's going to come over for a movie. First time date. And she brings her pajamas. Now, she might not have mentioned anything to you about coming over with pajamas. She was going to come over to watch a movie, watch some Netflix and chill. Well, here's the thing. She feels as though she's going to come over there and end your night. 
And it could very well be that she's not so concerned about spending the night. She's more concerned about making sure that you don't slide off with anybody else so that she'll have a good shot at you. Because, see, these are ways women will use pussy to their advantage. Because pussy is like kryptonite to men. And ladies, you know this. Oh yeah, we be Superman until you come up there and open them legs. We get weak as fuck. A damn sand flea could kick our ass. <clears throat> be like Michael Jackson trying to sing. Maybe the, uh, 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 uh. Keep on with the first step. Don't stop taking enough power. Here's the feeling now. That's right. We get drained. <clears throat> now, if she's bringing pajama bottoms over her pajamas, or she even comes over in her pajamas, fellas, if a woman visits your house in her pajamas, she plan on fucking. Now, again, let her make the first move. Don't you do shit. I'm telling you guys. You'll be Weinsteined. Let the woman make the first move. Let her do it. Let it be consensual. Because, see, here's the thing. A woman can get away with anything in our society. You, as a man, shit. You know, like, uh, how many men you know had murdered someone, went to court, sat there in front of a judge, and had your hair brushed by the bailiff, and was given a Bible by the judge. I don't know any men that had that done, do you? I know a woman that had it done, that woman that shot uh, the gentleman down there in Texas. At her trial, the bailiff, black woman was stroking her long blonde hair. And they were talking ever so softly, like they were in some kind of therapy session. Had it been you or me, fellas, they would have thrown our asses under the jail. They'd still be saying, Building under construction. <laughs> build a jail for our asses. But here's what I'm saying to you guys. Seriously. If she brings her pajamas over or she's wearing her pajamas, if she's wearing her pajamas, when likely she's ready to fuck. A lot of women don't wear any underwear with those pajamas. But now she's got to be comfortable before all this take place. She's not just going to come over there willy-nilly come over your house. Now, here's the other thing. When she comes over there in those pajamas, and she's sleeping with you, uh, the next morning, she might not even want to get out of bed. She's making herself cozy. I feel good in this bed with this down comforter. Hell yeah, and he has a flat screen TV. 
Honey, let's order fast food. Get Grubhub. Uber Eats. She flipping through the channels. She making herself comfortable. She gonna be a fixture in your household. Well, you know, I didn't bring any clothes with me. So, we need to drop by the house so I could go get my clothes. We need to drop by the house. Now, when she's including you in this shit, she's gonna bring more shit over to your place, fellas. <laughs> Understand that. Because she laid the framework by giving you the pussy. And using the word we. And oh, your dumb ass is happy. Yeah. Girl's mine. She comes out there with a few suitcases. You're like, whoa, 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 what the hell are you doing? Well, you know, I need a place to stay, and I thought that, oh shit. There you go. And fellas, what's gonna happen? You're gonna start thinking about that kryptonite you had the night before, and it's gonna be like, vroom, vroom. it's just gonna be orbing. You were like, ah, I can't do it. Now, here's something else you got to look out for. That married woman that tells you that she is married. Oh, but she still wants to pursue the situation. But she's giving you extra time to read the warning label, I'm married. Meaning that she's not leaving her husband. No matter what you do, no matter how much of a fool you act, and you will be acting a fool. Because here's the thing you gotta realize. In every environment in which she's in, she's protected. Can't go to her job, she got all those allies that damn sure can't go to a house. Can't go to a community. Because you got eyes and mouths, right? All looking and talking. So what she's going to do is make your little place a vacation spot for her away from her marriage. Lie to her sister or maybe her mom or you tell them the truth and say, hey, you know what? He's a jerk, and boy, if she's got a support system that says they'll agree that he's a jerk. Oh, yeah, she's coming over there and gonna be walking around the house in that satin three quarter length robe with no panties and no bra on. Gonna be acting like your wife. Oh, she's gonna kiss you, she's gonna wash the dishes, she's gonna make recommendations to your place that needs to be changed, she's gonna clean up a little bit because she's making it comfortable for her, not you so that she'll be able to deal with it. Don't get comfortable with this, guys, if you happen to be in a situation like this. Because as soon as her husband yanks that string, she's gone. She's gone! Oh, I, I gotta learn how to face it. She's gone, she's gone, she's gone, she's gone. Hauling oats. Out of touch. Out of time. Alright, but... What happened here is that um, <laughs> you will run across as well that lady who wants you to come over to her house for the first night you guys are together. Now, 
please understand one thing. She's bringing you over there because she's already sized your ass up as far as what role you're going to play in her life. Trust me. She already has looked at the roadmap. She's got all the terrain features. She knows all of that shit. You go in her bedroom, she's got a damn battle map sitting out there. You know, like they had on the movie Tora Tora Tora, where they had the little ships out and they had the map and everything. They were pushing the ships with the sticks. Hell yeah. Get your ass over there. You happy as hell to be over at her place. She's making you comfortable, fixing your drink. You're sitting there. She's asking you, what did you want to eat? Might even have something already cooked for you. And she's going to get comfy and cozy. Kids are going to be at a sister's house, mother's house, or else the babysitter. But you don't want nobody to fuck that moment up. This is the moment I've been waiting. How'd it go? I forgot how the song went. But anyway, forgive me, Nicki Minaj. But here's the thing. Got to remember one thing. With this, she's going to make a move. Now, our place is going to be usually pristine. It's going to be pretty clean, usually. And she's really trying to find out what you're about. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you all are going to have sex. But what it means is that more than likely that may occur. And she might play hard to get. I never did this before. You're the first guy invited over to my place. Give you that line of bullshit. You'll notice how comfortable she is in inviting you over, so you know that's a lie. Because if she's really nervous, she would really be nervous. And it would be her first time. Security team in the background barking for no reason. But anyway, besides that, you also got to deal with the fact that she may ask you some difficult questions got you over to her place and you had to work hard to get there you had to work hard for the money and now that you're there she's gonna get your belly full and then she's gonna tell you so where do you see us going in the future hot damn she's asking for a commitment now some of them will ask for a commitment before you go back in that bedroom now here's the thing. She's gonna get real comfortable first. So oh, I'll be back. Oh, she going and getting something real comfortable. Fuckable clothing. And she's gonna come back. And see that's gonna keep your ass dead at night. Now you have sex with her. I mean, you guys are turning it out. Now, here's what's going to happen more than likely. Depending on the kind of situation she envisioned you in. What are those situations? And as I said, this does not apply to every woman, but some of the women that I know of and some of the women that I have dated. 
one. If she tries to rush you out the door after you finish and it's not even the next morning yet, she just needs some dick. She just needs to get rid of some tension. That's it. She might have a little guilt because she might think that she did it to some. If you stay the night, she be cuddling all up under you and shit. Cause she wants to feel like what it's to be your wife or your woman. She wanna know how that feel. And guys, let me let you in on the secret. A lot of women like men with no hair on their chest. They don't wanna lay their face on the rug. They won't tell you this. They told me though when I asked them. I was curious about that. A lot of women like men with hairless chest. Muscles, they like those too. Now, here's the thing. If she's real comfortable with you, oh, she gonna cook breakfast the next morning? It's not going to be a chore. She's going to ask you what kind of eggs you want. Because she's not trying to let your ass leave. Especially if it's a weekend day. If it's a Friday. Friday night going into a Saturday. Or Saturday going into a Sunday. She wants it memorable. Usually if a woman invites you over on Friday night. She doesn't want you leaving until Sunday afternoon. It depends on the woman though. And her work schedule and everything else. And how she feels about your ass. Now, here's another thing you got to come to grips with. These women may also be the type that will have sex with you. You hungry, baby? Yeah, I'll take a sandwich. Okay. And she just goes in there and makes a sandwich. Now, when she gives you any guy's sandwich, She's used to doing that a lot. You're not the first dude. You're not special. In other words, in her head, you are a maybe potential candidate for a relationship. And I mean a weak maybe. Now, the one that's going to ask you, would you like your bread toasted and all the rest of that stuff? She's pulling for you. She's hoping you don't fuck it up. She's rolling out the red carpet of hospitality. And this is where, fellas, you don't say something fucked up. Don't tell the woman like my friend Jake did back in the day. Lady asked him, was it good to him? He was like, well, the girl I had for you was better. boy was kind of slow, folks. He used to get his ass beat by women all the time. He just didn't understand it. Haven't you seen somebody that was too frank in telling the truth about things? That was Jake. But, here's the sad thing. There may be that woman that you actually get with. And she may have 
what it's called, like a terminal contract, they used to call it. And that terminal contract meant if she slept with you, oh, mm -mm, you were hers. She don't give a damn how bad the sex was, how good it was, whatever, you're hers. And she gonna stick with your ass like glue. So when you're ready to go back home, oh, she going with you. That's the kind of woman you gotta watch. She's not gonna let your ass get away. And they become very possessive. Now, the other type of lady is going in the kitchen, eating up some leftovers. She thinks she have potential. That's the reason why she fired up something in the kitchen. Because, see, she's actually doing something to let you know she cares about you. That woman that gets in that kitchen and starts a meal from scratch for your ass, fellas, that woman, you're going to be her husband as she sees it. And I guarantee you, she doesn't do that for every dude. The thing is, don't cheat on her. Don't fuck up with her. Nope. <laughs> that woman is serious. And usually she's going to be an older woman. Usually over 35. That one? You got to piss or get off the pot with that one. Because... That's the kind of woman that loves very hard. She doesn't get into one night stands and that kind of shit. She gets in full blown long term relationships. And she's not one of those desperate women either. But when she knows that she has a potentially a good man. Shit. You got to fight tooth and nail to get away from her because she's going to smother you with kindness and love. A lot of it. And pussy. And see, here's the thing. That woman that's into you, sex is never an issue. Sex is usually only an issue with women that are not into you. That's the reason why you don't force it. You don't have to. Because you go this, that, and the third to get with the woman. And she's reluctant to even be with you. Nine times out of ten. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now. The next phase. If a woman that you slept with invites you to a family gathering or event. Nine times out of ten, you're not going to be introduced as my fuck boy. You're not going to be introduced as uh, my friends with benefits. You're not going to be introduced as my dick on the side. You're going to be introduced as boyfriend to some people, probably fiance to other ones that she's got a rivalry with. And with others, she might even escalate it to potential husband. It depends. Because they have a myriad of friends on the strata. And they have different ways. Now there's some women that will just say. 
Yeah, well, we're just dating right now, trying to see whether or not we're figuring each other out. Folks, dating means fucking. Let's get that straight. So, fellas, if you're out and she said, well, I used to date him. I know you don't want to put that in your head. But she's telling you, yeah, I used to fuck him. Nothing's wrong with that, ladies. You're only a human. But see, you try to dress it up in a way because you're diplomats. As men, we look at it, he tore that ass up. Just like I'm going to tear it up. That's the way it comes about. Now, here's the other thing. You might run across that woman that sleeps with you, as I've always told you before, and then has buyer's remorse in the sense that she feels guilty because she felt as though she's done it too soon. She felt as though you're not the right person. She wanted to go through this protocol where you guys date for like nine weeks, and then it just magically happens like it does in the movies. Every relationship is different. Every situation is different. Now, the other thing that you have to consider with this, take for instance, she's happy with the experience. The two of you had a wonderful time together. What that lady is going to more than likely do is draw you closer to her. Nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing, fellas. And ladies, this is where a lot of guys get cold feet. When you start talking about moving in together, after sleeping together so soon, the guy probably say something like, I'm not ready for marriage, I'm not ready for a family. Now, fellas, some women will throw you away right at that point. Oh, you're not fitting into my agenda, I don't need you. Most women will not ask for that. Because they want to pace themselves. Now, if there's a designated time as to when a woman should sleep with a guy. No, it's not. I went with a woman one night for 12, one time for 12 dates before we got busy. And it was actually worth it. But then again, I was with a woman on three and so it all depends. After three days, she asking me for a commitment, talking about we should get a ring in six months. No, the fuck we shouldn't. Army you gonna get would be one out of the tub that I get out of. Damn ring. <laughs> As Red Fox said. But here's the other thing too. You also have to think about if you guys are going to grow together. What's the next step? If sex is a sticking point with her where she's saying, well, you know, we did that last night. That's not going to happen again. Some people do that because they look at it from the standpoint that's all she's got 
you're in trouble. Ladies, if the dick is the only thing the guy's got, you're in trouble. You can't go out on a date anywhere because you don't have any money. So the only thing you get is dick, more dick, and dick after that. And then after you pass the last exit, there's still more dick to get. And that's all you get. Then you start to feel used, like a commodity. He doesn't take me anywhere, he just comes over and fucks me and that's it. Maybe I'll bring over some fast food. Fellas, you gotta diversify. Gotta take her out. And so you're gonna have a wonderful time so that she would not feel like a sex object. A lot of women have told me that, even married women. You don't want to be that dude. So you want to take her out. You don't have to break the bank. But here's the thing. As sex becomes part of your relationship, you're going to find that you guys are going to get along on a lot of things and be able to compromise much easier. Because, see, just the word sex for a lot of people brings up anxiety. Remember I talked about that word inadequacy, right? Like when they left the message and she wanted the guy to go harder and then start laughing because he ran out of dick. Making him feel inadequate. And this is one of the main things that women are kind of insecure about. The physical being, how they would be appreciated by the man that they're into and how they will feel after that happens. What most women that I've spoken with really hope for is the same enthusiasm going into the relationship where it's maintained, the momentum's maintained, and then they go through the sexual thing and they don't miss a beat. The momentum is still there. You know, it's just like hydroplaning over some water. You don't want to just step in the water, you'll sink. What you want to do is be as light-footed as you can across it, so maybe you can make it as far as you can before you drown, <laughs> before you sink. Getting from one side of the creek to the other. So, what this means is that, as men, we have to be considerate of that with women. Address those things after you have sex, just in case she has some you know, reservations. She goes quiet on you. She starts feeling guilty. Now, some may feel guilty because they're fucking around with their husband or boyfriend with you. That's on them. You can't help that. That's a choice she made. And ladies, let me tell you something. The only thing that guy's going to try to do is cheer you up so he can fuck you again. That's as far as it goes. That's an attaboy. Because he knows there's a possibility he can't have you anyway. Now, the other thing too, if she asks you fellas to have sex with her without a condom, the answer is no. I wouldn't give a damn if she's 70 years old with dentures. The answer is no. 
At least not on the first time. But here's the thing. Usually people over the age of 50 don't. They get to know the person a little bit, so they trust them in that regard. Still got to be careful because you don't know. Because your body chemistry has to get used to the other person. They may get an infection from having sex with you. And swear up and down, oh, you gave me an STD. And then to find out, don't think it was. A urinary tract infection. Because you guys may not be used to each other. Still got to go get it treated, though. Don't fuck around with those UTIs. You just got to be careful. Before I have sex with a lady, I ask her, you know, was she allergic to spermicide? Some of them ask, what's that? Don't worry. <laughs> I have to double hole. We're going to get it done. But the majority of them knew what it was. They was like, no, it doesn't affect me. Good, because I want to kill that little bastard as soon as he come out of my shell. As soon as he peeks his head out, pow, dead. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna have none of them little bastards winning the race like I did. You don't know how hard it was. Beating all them other sperms out. We were on the starting line in the testicles. On your mark, get ready, set. Then the gun went off. I started running. I told you I did like uh, Sasha Cohen did in The Dictator. Pulled out my weapon and started shooting at him. Boom, 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 boom. I'd be damned if I wasn't going to be first. <laughs> Had my Nikes on. Tried to get an endorsement. <laughs> but in all seriousness, these are things you would need to talk about. Talk about what you like, sexual positions, that kind of thing. I know it's not doesn't sound romantic, but see, you sold that bullshit to go to movies, to read romance novels and stuff like that. And I hate, let me tell you one thing that I really hate, and some of you fellas already experienced this. I dated several women that loved those romance novels. Harlequin romance. And the lady wanted me to dress up like this dude in one of the books. I'm like, get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> this is reality. The way they described that woman in that book, it was no way in the fuck she was that woman. <laughs> I'm saying to myself, you got to lose about 55 pounds and grow your hair longer compared to what this lady is in this book that you're showing me. And I'd have to go out to the gym and work out for the rest of my life in order to look like this dude. Mm -mm. So what happens? People start projecting fantasies from them. And that's one thing that I found. Especially with Pisces women. I'm a Pisces male. And when I meet Pisces women a lot of times, they're into those romance novels, they're into that fantasy world. And it's like, uh-uh, can't do it, can't do it, cannot do it. Uh -uh. This 
this lady wrote me yesterday talking about, are you part of the Illuminati? I wrote her back and I said, oh, I guess you just learned a new word. And she's like, well, you know, you speak Latin, so therefore you're part of the Illuminati. Well, if you do your research, you'll find the Illuminati actually started in Austria. Just to help you out with the reference there. We didn't start hearing anything about that word until Nicolas Cage made that movie. You folks remember the movie. And then Tupac put it in a song. Before then, I don't remember hearing it, do you? Conspiracy theories. I would never date one. I dated a couple of them in the past. Nope, no thank you. Mm -mm. From the lady that told me that time when I was dating her and her mom told me, got me straight. Right down there in Long Beach in Bixby Knowles. Told me straight up. My daughter's not right for you. Mom was looking good as hell too, boy. Whew. And mom was right. She joined the cult and said, fuck the world. Now, they have their own way of thinking. Went out with one lady and she started telling me that she was in the CIA and they had black helicopters around their house. And I'm like, I know I'm not fucking this fine-ass woman. Mm -mm. I can't take the risk of having a kid with her. No, that would be, ooh, that boy would be in so many special ed classes. Nope, won't happen. Won't happen. Mm-mm. Be 19 years old in the fifth grade. That shit ain't funny, folks. When I was in junior high school, we had people 21 years old playing sports. I see back there in Mississippi, if you failed a class, your ass didn't pass. <laughs> They ain't give you no social promotion. Took your ass back to that class with your non-reading ass. That's the way it was. But you know, overall, you just gotta be mindful of the person you're with and understand it. The lady may have some reservations. And she's going to have an agenda, just like men have an agenda with them. As long as it's nothing bad or harmful, it's okay. Everybody has their own way of doing things. There's no one set way, no perfect way. Even though Scritty Politi made that song, I got the perfect way. No, they don't. I do like the piano in it. Doom, 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 doom. I like that in Kajra Google. Too shy, shy, hush, hush, I'd whine. Do 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 But overall, folks, gotta be good to each other. Because 
what happens as you guys grow from those trying situations, you got to remember, every struggle you make it through makes you stronger for the next. Because you guys compromise, you work together. Now, fellas, just in case you're wondering, some of you, after you had the initial sex with the woman, and it was good, she's not going to ever tell you it's good. She's just going to make it convenient for you guys to have sex again. That's her way of saying, yeah, the fit is good. As Johnny Cochran said, if it doesn't fit, you must have quit. That's what a lot of big dick guys are worried about sometimes. Small ones too. It's got to be the right size, just like the porridge. Remember, with the three bears? I think Little Red Riding Hood was a freak though. Never mind, long story. Snow White definitely was. Can't tell me, seven dwarves? Shit, something went down. <clears throat> Look, I'm gonna let you guys go. But I just wanted to share that with you. And to hopefully answer the question that he asked. We'll be back with messages in just a moment. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.